Welcome back, Bucket Busters. I'm your host, Tim Johnson, and this is the Busted Bucket Podcast. Locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the city of roses, city of bridges, stump town, PDX. This is a show dedicated to Rip City and everyone who loves Portland basketball. Joining me on this episode is my incredible, amazing, yet somewhat subdued co-host, Blazer Ben. Blazer Ben, how you living? Bingo, bango, bongo, Olympic fans. <laughs> Olympic fans, I like I like the curveball you threw yeah, in there, man. man. We are more than just a Blazer basketball podcast. You heard it here. <laughs> uh, hey, on today's show... We, we're going to discuss Team USA. Uh, they're playing tonight. We are recording on a Tuesday evening. Uh, they should be playing relatively soon against Iran. We'll cover that game on the next episode. Uh, but we're going to cover uh, Team USA against France. We're going to cover uh, uh, some Blazer news a little later. The first trade happened uh, in free agency, which, which it's kind of exciting. Uh, we'll cover a little bit of that, and then finally, we're going to end with props. But first, a word from our sponsor. Get a little more out of watching NBA games with Daily Fantasy. Every Zion dunk, Booker 3, or Rudy Gobert block means so much more when you're playing with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes every day of the games in Tokyo. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Benjamin. Yes, sir. We're going to start off this show by covering a little bit of Team USA. Uh... Man, what do you say about Team USA? Team USA was uh, recently beaten by France, 76 to 83. Now, before this game, on the last episode, we kind of asked what we could expect from this game. Um, one of the things uh, that we asked was how many points Dame was going to score. Because up until that point, Dame was kind of the leading scorer of the team. I mean, he was averaging the most points. He had the most points uh, through all their ex- exhibition games. But our man scored 11 points on 3 of 10 from the field. What do you make of that, Ben? Hey, Should we be worried about Dame? I'm not going to lie, man. I didn't watch the game. Uh, odd hours for these games, of course, you know, because they're in Tokyo. But uh, reading reports, listening to what's going on, it sounds like Dame didn't really show up in the second half. You know, I think he scored most of, if not all, his points in the first half of the game. You know, but he wasn't the only one out there, you know, laying an egg. Durant only had 10. You know, the the high of the team was Drew Holiday off the bench with 18. So, you know, we were trying to grasp for straws on who was going to be pulling up the bulk of the scoring for our team. You know, but I feel like the France just took us with their bigs. You know, they had Rudy Gobert and they had another center that was just having their way with uh, our team because we had nobody to defend them. And, you know, with a good NBA presence in the Olympics on all the teams, France has Batum, who just blitzes Lillard out on defense. So, you know, I feel like they they know how to play defense on Lillard. So they were, you know, reeling it in on him. So it was a tough opening game for sure. Yeah, you know, I I didn't watch too much of it. I think I caught maybe a quarter and a half. But the unfortunate news is I caught the worst quarter. Um, It seems as though... 
Team USA was outscored in the third. I mean, they just they laid a complete egg in the third quarter. They were outscored 25 to 11, and it seemed like they just couldn't make a comeback in the final quarter. Um, another thing we had asked on the previous episode was who was going to be that superstar for France, and it turns out the man's name is Evan Fournier with 28 points against Team USA. I gotta say, I did not see that one coming. But, you know, to echo what you had said, Drew Holiday, he played a, a, a good game for Team USA. But, you know, I, I kind of feel like we should have expected that coming off of a championship run in the NBA. Um, what I was surprised with was KD, man. He couldn't make a bucket to save his life. He was 4 of 12 to make up those those 10 points that you had mentioned. Um you know, it, it's hard to say exactly what happened without seeing the entirety of the game. But, you know, I got to ask you, man. We had we had discussed it earlier during the exhibition games. Is is now the time to start worrying about Team USA? I mean, I know that the, these Olympics are a little weird. I know a lot of people are feeling like they're just not really into it. It's hard to watch. They're on, You know, the games are on at odd hours. But... Should we be kind of concerned that maybe Team USA may may not be a gold medal contender? Nah, I would say I wouldn't put the panic button right now, man. No, these are just uh, uh, division games, I believe, right? And so they're they're not saying much. You know, we're still getting our, our, our sea legs under us. You know, you got people that were in the NBA championships uh, game, Booker and Holiday coming off the bench. So, you know, they're still trying to get acclimated to our rotation trying to figure out where they're going to get their minutes, who's going to get scoring, where the ball is going to be distributed. You know, I, I wouldn't push the panic button. What do you think? Well, I, I, I kind of agree with you. But at the same time, you know, we've we've talked about this in depth throughout this past season. Is it possible that maybe the NBA has gotten a little too soft with the players trying to play for those fouls? And, and you know, European ball is not like that. Yeah. It's just not. I mean, FIBA FIBA basketball is more aggressive. It's it's more physical. Do you think that that could could possibly be playing into this? I mean, it probably it probably plays into it. You know, we're probably doing moves that we do in the NBA, looking for those fouls, and we're not getting them. You know, we're mm-hmm. we we could probably be more aggressive, but we're not. You know, uh, you see your boy Javale McGee there though, bringing in two minutes, two points, <laughs> and a personal foul. Well, it seemed like it seemed like Team USA wanted to go with small ball anyway, just because that's that's kind of how I feel like that's how it's been the last few Olympics is is they've gone small ball and it's worked for them. But well, I heard the, I heard the rumblings. Know, it makes, I heard the rumblings from Durant though that I believe it was Durant that's saying that Pop's trying to teach San Antonio ball with them out there, and that's just not really gelling with the team. Interesting. So you think this may be Pop's fault? Possibly possibly i mean he's obviously you know it's a very successful coach and knows what he's doing but you know some of these players might not be buying into that it's like phil jackson trying to you know do the triangle offense in what new york and it didn't happen so you know yeah but you know i i also feel like the in the in the quarter and a half that i watched uh team usa just couldn't shoot i mean they were missing wide open buckets and you know, you, you kind of expect them to knock those down. These are the the best we can we can offer out of our league, and 
it's it's not coming together. You know, Kevin Durant should not be shooting four of twelve. No. In in the Olympics, I mean that's, I mean on one hand, it's it that's pretty awful. But on the other hand, that's probably not something to expect going forward. So I think you're right, Ben. I think maybe we shouldn't hit the panic button just yet. Maybe we should just see how it plays out. And uh, uh, you know, well, I guess we'll find out tonight against Iran. You know, they should really they should decimate this team. They should. And Kevin Durant better not come out and shoot four for 12. Nah. So, uh, you know, moving moving on about uh, into more Olympics news, Simone Biles was the headline all day today because she dropped out. She, she excused herself from the competition, uh, citing mental issues. Now, I don't know exactly what those mental health issues were, but what what do you make of that, Benjamin? I mean, this just shows the tremendous weight that these athletes carry on their shoulders that, you know, us everyday people don't see or realize or even feel. You know, the the just the weight, like I said, the weight of the shoulders that they're carrying for the whole entire United States and the Olympic aspect of things, you know, sometimes it push people to the, to the edge, you know, even, even athletes in our NFL and NBA and stuff like that come out. And that's why mental health is such a big, uh, big point of interest. You know, I feel like the, the NFL and NBA have recently brought that into light too, and brought in counselors and stuff for players to openly talk about their struggles and whatnot to hopefully carry on with their career. And, you know, I hope the best for Simone, you know, I hope she, what she's going through, you know, is just a, just a temporary mental blockade for her and she, she can get over it. And, you know, I think this might be her last, last year in the Olympics. Am I, I, would you know that one? I, you know, I don't know about that. I think she's only 24, isn't she? She's still pretty young. Yeah, well, I think the gymnast lifespan is pretty young. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I, I I don't know. I mean, I know the oldest Olympian is like 70 or 80 years old, but granted that was in like shooting or <laughs> maybe that's the oldest medal winner. I don't know. But uh, you're right. I think the the Olympic gymnast lifespan is, is probably pretty, pretty narrow. But, you know, the fact that she's probably the greatest gymnast ever um i i can see her coming back uh for another olympics but you know she the thing is she doesn't have anything to prove anymore she's she's done it all and i i to echo what you said yet again you know i i think everyone in the world wishes her the best and hopefully she can come come out of uh on the other side of this uh, for the better but it's it was it was an interesting issue that came came up today and one one of the things i thought was really cool of her to do is you know instead of dropping out and then you know going back to her room or wherever she stayed out there and encouraged her teammates she was she was being the water girl you know she was she was out there supporting her 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 crew behind you know she was behind her crew, which was really, really neat to see because, you know, somebody on that kind of stage with, you know, I'm sure she's, she's, I don't want to say arrogance, not the right word, but she's very confident. You know, someone with that kind of confidence, you would, you would think that they would probably just throw in the towel because I'm sure that's a tough situation for her. 
to bow out of the Olympics. Yeah, um, and then keep your face there. Tough. Keep your face there in the mainstream still. You know, that shows a lot of yeah. credibility right there for sure. And, you know, just real quick, let's just quote her Simone Biles Instagram, you know. So this is from the horse's mouth. You know, she's saying, it wasn't an easy day or my best, but I got through it. I truly do feel like I have the weight of the world on my shoulders at times. I know I brush it off and make it seem like pressure doesn't affect me, but damn, sometimes it's hard. Ha ha ha. The Olympics is no joke, but I'm happy my family was able to be with me virtually. They mean the world to me. So, you know, that's good from her own words, you know, so there's no speculation and whatnot. She knows she's nipping it and carrying on. Yeah. Do you think she actually laughs that way? Ha ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) She's like the Olympic version of Kawhi. Hey, hey, I was just uh, reading uh, a quote. What do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Stop being so subdued. <laughs> My bad. Well, that does it for our Olympics coverage, if you want to call it coverage. Um, well, we could do a, me- we could do a medal count real quick. Medal count. Oh, hey, why don't you hit us with that medal yeah, count? Medal count we as of Tuesday night at 9 o'clock. You've got the United States running it up with 29 total medals. Uh, China coming in behind with 23 total medals. Japan with 20. And uh, the leading gold medal winner is Japan with 11. So, you know, but United States has got about the six six medal lead going in. So, you know, there's still a lot of uh, Olympic play to be done. Right on. Speaking of Japan, did you see the, the skateboarding competitions? Uh, no. Is that the one where there was like 12 or 13-year-old girls that won? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I heard uh, about it. Didn't see it, it. I think Japan took both gold medals in the men's and women's, which was which was kind of cool, man. That uh, growing up, I was a big skateboarding fan. I was a skateboarder myself. Um, nowhere near as good as as these kids, but it's it's cool to see skateboarding in the Olympics because honestly, it's it's a legit sport. It it's tough. And it takes a lot of strength and and mental fortitude, and I gotta say, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And if you, since you haven't seen any of the competitions, I highly suggest you checking them out. Uh, you can watch the replays on Peacock. Now, finishing up with the Olympics, there. Let's talk about the first domino to fall in NBA free agency. Memphis <laughs> has moved Jonas Valanciunas. I think I said that right, Benjamin. The 2021 number 17 and 15 picks to the New Orleans Pelicans for Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe, the 2021 number 10 and 40 picks, plus a 2022 first-round pick from the Lake Show. Now, this clears cap space for New Orleans to sign ball or find a decent replacement. And according to rumors that I think you've seen, um... They're reportedly looking at Kyle Lowry as possibly a replacement. Now, my question to you, Ben, do you think this helps Memphis? Uh, Everybody's saying this is helping Memphis, you know, because Valanciunas, you know, he balled out this year basically due to uh, Jackson's injury on the Grizzlies. You know, Jaron Jackson was an up-and-coming, you know, rookie star, but he unfortunately got injured, so uh, Valanciunas was forced into the spotlight and he obviously was looking for that big contract and so he was putting up numbers 
you know, he made his trade value go up in, in, in stock. But, yeah, I mean, Memphis, Memphis probably got the better end of that would be my guess. So, you know, can, can, can uh, Fallon Shunis coexist with Zion? Would that take weight off Zion's shoulders? Uh, I mean, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I guess New Orleans can hope. Uh, you would think so, but I think the real question is, do they lose ball? Because if they lose ball, I think that's actually a pretty big loss for them. I mean, the guy knows how to run a, a team. No, who doesn't? Lonzo Ball. <laughs> no. I think the guy. I think the guy is a legitimate starting point guard in this league. Say what you will about his family. Well, his family being in the limelight. Uh, say what you want about his dad, but I gotta say the guy is a straight baller. Uh, he's fixed his shot. Uh, well, I don't know about fixed, but he's improved his shot. Um, his mechanics look better. He had a decent season last year. Um, you know, we'll see. I mean, we're not here to talk about New Orleans, though. Let's talk about let's talk about another guy that used to play for the Blazers. Word through the league is that Gary Trent Jr., a restricted free agent, is going to command upwards of $20 million per season. Now, Ben, do you think that this is... Well, I'm gonna. I'm just going to say, this is probably why we unload, unloaded him, knowing that we probably couldn't pay him, right? Yeah. But the real question is, we're probably going to pay the same amount for Dwight Powell... Or Dwight. Norman Powell. <laughs> Would you rather have Gary Trent Jr. or Norman Powell for that for that twenty million price tag? No brainer, Norman Powell. <laughs> I had to ask it. I had to ask. Yeah, it. <laughs> I mean, I was listening to sports radio on the way home, and, and they're the same thing. You know, it's just Norman Powell's a refined player. You know, it's what we need now. We don't need someone on the up and coming. I mean, I feel like we hit that several times right after the Gary Trent trade was done. You know, is that Gary Trent, you know, in, in Gary Trent Jr., excuse me, in a couple years will probably be what Norman Powell is. You know, that's probably what he's projected to be. But, you know, Norman Powell's more of a driver. You know, he creates free throws by driving into the lane. That's not Gary Trent's game. You know, they're both pretty much equivalent defenders. You know, uh, Powell's a spot on, you know, quarter three point shooter. Gary Trent Jr. is a hit or miss. You know, he gets his streaky games, and then he gets his games where he doesn't do anything. So, yeah, I mean, that's a no-brainer. That's a Powell uh, all day, every day. Absolutely. You you got to take Powell. A guy in his prime versus a guy that is maybe two or three years away from that. And if you're in a win-now situation, you can't be sticking with someone like Gary Trent Jr. As much as we love him or loved him in Portland, uh, it's just it's not the right move to keep to keep Gary. But the question is, does Toronto keep him or let him go? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure they'll have the cap space to keep him. Um, because really, who are they paying? Pascal, OG Anunobi? I don't even know how to pronounce it. Anunobi. Uh, and Anunobi, there you go. <laughs> and I call myself a basketball <laughs> fan. Uh, I'm just going to refer to him as OG from now on. There you go. Uh, and, and, and then you got Fred Van Vliet. I think they're probably going to let Rodney Hood go if they can. I, I don't see any reason for them to to keep him. They'll probably sh- ship him off somewhere. 
um, because he's costing them ten million. But I'm gonna say they probably bring him back because he shows a lot of upside. What do you think, Ben? I mean, I feel like they traded for him for a reason. You know, obviously they weren't trying to trade an established player for, you know, an up and comer not to give him due contract to, you know, work him into the system. Yeah, but Gary Trent, let's see, they got uh, Malachi Flynn coming back next year. They got OG at 16 grand, 16 mil. Uh, Rodney's, yep. Rodney's under contract next year. Right, that's what I'm saying. I think they probably ship him out if they can because. You know, if he's not going to be healthy... Yeah, I mean, it's an expiring contract, so, you know, someone might take it on. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's it's worth something to somebody somewhere. So, I, I think I think they bring back Gary because... Yeah. I mean, you're going to pay him as much as you pay Fred Van Vliet, probably. Yeah. Um, Which, I you know, I think it's probably warranted. I mean, the guy the guy balled out last season. Bro, Van Vliet's making 19 mil next year. Yeah. 21 the year after that 22 the year after that wow fred van vliet what well you know i'm i I don't know when he signed his his contract but i feel like it was right after the championship run right yeah i think and and he earned that money yeah they i think he balled out in the playoffs but they were desperate for that backup point guard to lowry so you know that's something the blazers are desperate for as a backup point guard sorry simons (laughs) well i mean let's let's talk about that because I've said it all along. Simons is not a point guard. No. He's a two. He's a two. I, I couldn't agree more. I, the, the guy's a shooter. He's not really a distributor. Um, I, I agree. The Blazers definitely need a backup point guard. But it seems for now they're sticking with Simons. They're sticking with Dame, obviously. Uh, hopefully. But, Who knows you know, what's going to pan out with that I mean, situation? Speak- because there's more rumors coming out. Yeah, well, I mean, speaking of Toronto, let's just jump into that next rumor real quick. You know, the Toronto is now the new rumored suitor for Ben Simmons, but apparently, according to a Philly newspaper outlet, that uh, Toronto uh, offered Kyle Lowry, Fred VanVleet, OG, as you want to just call him. Uh, in the fourth pick in the draft for Ben Simmons, straight up, and declined by the Philadelphia 76ers. Is it bad that I would take that trade if I was Philly? I mean, I feel like I feel like Philly could probably the use fourth that pick in the draft. They probably could use that established point guard too. But also, Philly is not in a rebuilding stage. You know, Joel Embiid's getting no. injured every year, so you know he doesn't have a much much more behind him you know until he turns into greg odin so you know yeah but i'll tell you what kyle lowry and fred van vliet can shoot free throws <laughs> they can shoot three pointers but yeah you, you think that <laughs> I mean, they trade all that for ben simmons then you got ben simmons and pascal siakam and that's it chris boucher don't forget gary Trent jr bro if he signs back he's a, <laughs> he's a restricted free agent too man you know so Miami could swoop in. Someone who who knows Boston can swoop yeah. in and offer him twenty two million. Yeah, I don't. That's why I said if I was Philly, I would take that because with the fourth pick in the draft, you're getting a pretty good prospect, and you get proven two proven guards, and then OG man, he's a small forward, isn't he? Uh, and Anobi. Yeah. Uh, he is a six seven two hundred and thirty two pound some mall forward 
Yes. So I know a little bit about basketball. Ah, you were grasping. Uh, <laughs> so I, I mean, I, I would do that in a heartbeat, to tell you the truth. I think Philly's just holding on to an all-star. But really, they're just holding on to see if they can get Dane. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to circle back on this trade when they realize they can't have Dane. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, I think if Toronto was smart, they don't offer that much the second time around. But, you know, free agency has started. It's exciting. I hope the Blazers do something tangible, something great. Olshay is on the clock. In the days to come, we will find out what happens. Yeah, man. I mean, we got Blazer fans, yeah. cross your fingers and your toes and your tongues. Do whatever you can cross, cross. Cross everything you can. Yeah. But key dates given out by the NBA. Yes. August eighth, we've got summer league. Yes. Super excited. I guess for summer league, well, it, it's, it's normality, man. It's back to it is normality. It's back to some normality with the with the league, you know. No Are you gonna watch it? Summer league? No, who watches summer league? But wait, wait, we got Michael Beasley right on the Blazers summer league roster. That is true. I almost forgot about that. Michael, we do Beasley. have the great Michael Beasley. That should be fun to see. I may catch a game or two. I will say the last. The last summer league games I watched was when Dame was a rookie. With Myers Leonard. Yeah. Where is that guy? And Where is that guy, by the way? No, carry on. Carry who on. Who knows on. and who cares? I, I don't know. <laughs> you, you keep saying carry on. You think you're Kendrick Perkins? <laughs> I don't want to be lumped in that same sentence with that name. Hell no. <laughs> by the way, if you if y'all haven't seen it, you gotta see Jalen Rose giving him crap about what he said about um Giannis not being the Batman on the team it <laughs> it is it is prime time it's amazing um moving on to the next date that the NBA released September 28th training camp begins and October 19th wah, 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 regular season hoops yeah buddy I'm pumped yeah that's a, that's a normal time right around my birthday you know hopefully that they get to go Mine to that preseason brother. game. Yeah, you're the end of the month, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So, you know, you get to possibly go during a regular season game. I have to hope and pray that it's a preseason game, you know. <laughs> I think the last uh, preseason game went to a birthday. We were playing uh, uh, the the Maccabi Tel, Tel Aviv, right? Maccabi? Maccabi. Yeah, them too. Maccabi two. Tel Aviv? Yeah. So that was super. You know, fun. I can't say Anunobi, Anunana, whatever it is. Ananobi? Ananobi, <laughs> you can't see, you can't say Maccabi, so it's all good. And I'm even, you know, half Jewish, so you know. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Blazer news, Ben. What do we got? We got Derek Jones Jr. opting into his nine plus million dollar contract. Do you love it? Cause I love it. I love it too, man. I love it. I've always thought that DJJ should be getting more playing time. I don't know what he did to get under Terry Stott's skin to ride the pine, but you know, hopefully Chauncey can work him into the lineup and a rotation, and we could see some more, some 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 flights take off. Yeah, buddy. Uh, I would love to see more involvement in Chauncey's system. I, I hope we see it. Um, you know, it, it remains to be seen what Chauncey's system is going to look like. 
but I, I hope I hope Derek is heavily involved. I hope we see a lot of oops. Um, and defense. My, and defense, exactly. Ben, I got to ask you, do you think this may, Derek opting in may affect Powell's decision on whether or not, you know, he, he is happy with coming back to the team or not? No. No, I think Powell opted out just because he knew he can get a bigger contract, regardless of who it's from. He's won a championship. Yep. I don't think he's going to chase a ring. At least I hope he's not going to try to chase a ring. You know, I feel like he'll be yep. able to be supportive and, and and be that crutch to help another team win a championship ring. So I don't. I, no, it's not affecting his decision to come back. Yeah, I, I think I think the real issue at hand that may be affecting his decision to come back is the whole Dame situation. I think that's probably weighing on him more than Derek Jones Jr. Yeah, coming coming back. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, man. Um, Bleacher Report actually put out an article with one free agency prediction per team, and Portland's was to re-sign Norman Powell for upwards of 15 mil a season. Now, do you think Powell is worth the 15 mil? Because I do. Absolutely. Especially, and I hate to keep saying it. But ladies and gentlemen, the only trade piece the Blazers have to offer is CJ McCollum. Now, I am more than happy to pay half of his salary to bring back Norman Powell because I think you get more than half of what CJ offers with Norman. Benjamin, thoughts? Yeah, man, but more and more you read, I don't think CJ is going anywhere. But, you know, we could be blindsided someday coming up here and you know cj traded hopefully for something worthwhile if he is but like i said as the days go on and the weeks go on and the months go on it looks like we're gonna have our three guard lineup still or if pal comes back pardon me yeah i mean true i mean olshe has said it already he expects to run it back and i'm curious if maybe his new coach chauncey is buying into that idea i mean Yes, with the, the squad as it's currently constructed is a playoff team. It's just a matter of how deep are they going to go? What? Was that a question? <laughs> yeah, I was just waiting for you to chime in. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But on that note. <laughs> same same playing pieces getting up the same outcome, man. That's that's all I got to say. Same Same pieces, same outcome. Yeah, you know, I, I'm going to have to to agree with you there, Ben. Um, you know, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, man. It's insanity. Yep. But such is life as a Portland Trail Blazer fan. <laughs> Benjamin, <laughs> we are about to move into our final segment of the evening. And that, of course is giving props. Now, if you haven't heard, giving props is giving kudos or applause to a person, place, or event. Benjamin, I got two for you tonight. First one being, do you give props to Charles Barkley for this statement? The only people that aren't vaccinated are just a-holes. Benjamin, props or no props? I mean, I think you got to take everything Charles Barkley says with a grain of salt because the guy is going to say and do what he wants to say. 
I mean, didn't he guarantee a Blazers championship last year or something like that on, on TNT? He guarantees a lot of things. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, you got to take what he says with a grain of salt. You know, I mean, the article goes a little more in depth on CNBC saying, you know, yeah, Barkley's vaccinated. He believes everybody should be vaccinated, period. You know, he goes into depth with the saying that, like, if you're unvaccinated and someone on your, like your kids, your wives, your girlfriends, your moms, your dads, they get sick and, and God forbid that they pass away from it, you know, that that would be tragic, you know. But looking into sports, uh, there are some numbers where to go of vaccination in the NBA and MLB. I lost those digits. Oh, there we go. Up to 80% of NFL players are vaccinated. 90% of NBA players are vaccinated. And 85% of MLB players have reportedly had at least one shot. So, you know, but there's also been the good amount of the players and coaches that are openly saying that they're refusing to be vaccinated. So, you know, the, the, there's a lot of back and forth still going on with this vaccination in the sports. But, you know, going back to Charles Barkley... I'm not going to give him props for that statement. That's a little, little, little heavy of his to, to just come out and say that uh, and call it people that aren't vaccinated a-holes. So, you know. I hear that. I hear that. So no props for Charles Barkley. Now, for me, I'm going to say that I give props to Charles Barkley for speaking his mind because that's one thing I actually respect and, and enjoy about Chuck is the fact that He'll speak off the cuff, and you know that it's it's coming from a place where like, he truly feels that way. He's not going to hold back any punches, but at the same time, to call unvaccinated individuals a-holes is probably not the right term to use. I think that there are many things that go into deciding whether or not you're going to get vaccinated, but, you know... Many, many people have different reasons, I guess is all I'm saying. And it may not be because they're quote unquote a-holes. It could be maybe there's a, they're worried about medical complications or whatever it is. Uh, so I'm, I can't give him props for using that terminology, but I will give him props for speaking his mind and, and being honest and truthful about how he feels. What about, what about props for his golf game? I gotta give him props for improving his swing. <laughs> he doesn't have that that little hitch anymore, so I'm, yeah, I give him props for that. <laughs> Hit me with a curveball there. Yeah. All right, Benjamin, number two and final props on the docket. Barack Obama is helping the NBA expand the NBA Africa League across the continent. Quote unquote, cultivating the love of the game. Benjamin, I want to know, do you give Barack props? Absolutely, man. I mean, when the guy never seems to amaze what he does, you know, it's always positive and productive, you know, whether it be for here in the States or now, you know, across the country or, or worldwide, you know, uh, helping expand the game of basketball to, you know, uh, underprivileged communities over in Africa. You know, it's like Barack Obama said he was raised with basketball. You know, he got his first basketball at 10 years old, you know, and, and then later mm -hmm. just, you just cultivated the love of it. And who knows, 
expanding this into countries that are, are less fortunate or, or don't have exposure to the NBA might, you know, uh, produce the next NBA prospect. Who knows? You know, someone that might not have touched a ball, you know, all the way up into the age of 15. And, you know, next thing you know, they're probably the superstar and they're playing for North Carolina, you know, becoming a top three draft pick. Who knows? But, you know, the more exposure you get, the better. I mean, you hear you hear that storyline all the time, you know. I mean, our Blazers' own uh, Yusuf Nurkic didn't touch the ball. I mean, he didn't play until he was in his teens. Um, there there have been countless other um, um, European hoopers that didn't touch it until they were teenagers and became phenomenal hoopers in the league. Yeah. So, absolutely. So, Benjamin, you are giving Barack props. Yeah. I will say, I've got to give him props too. Uh, I think it's super dope that uh, Barack Obama, after his presidency, is doing so many things to improve not just the country, but the world. And with this specific example, he's taking something that means so much to him and expanding upon it. One of the one of the things I read in that, that article was um, from, from People was the initiatives are going to include Junior NBA, Basketball Without Borders Africa, and NBA Academy Africa, as well as several family-based social programs. So I think it's it's just going to lift up the world, man. He's going to he's going to do a lot of things with this and I'm excited to see what comes of it. So major major props to President Barack Obama. Yeah, let's let's throw it let's throw a curveball in there. How about a third prop? Have you seen this Tom Brady video going around? <laughs> I have. I have seen so where he the throws Tom Brady. three balls right into a, a passing chute, like point blank, no problem, and the third one knocks it over. What do you yep. th- What do you think about yep. the legitimacy of that video? Uh, I will. I will say when I first saw it, <laughs> I thought it was real. And I, I thought to myself, this is the greatest quarterback that has ever lived. But, uh, Even though I'm I'm a diehard Green Bay Packers yeah. fan, thank goodness Aaron Rodgers is back practicing, planning to play. Shout out to our our network brothers at Gimme a Buck Podcast. If you haven't heard them, you want to hear a little bit about the the Bucks, check them out. Gimme a Buck. I will say, after watching it a few times, though. I'm not convinced it's real. I'm going to give you a spoiler alert that it's not. It's not real. If you watch <laughs> it, the shoot, when it falls down, you see it jump in the video. If you look closely at it, that it was transposed into the video. And to be honest with you, why did why was Tom not doing this five, six, seven years ago? You know what I mean? When he was better? <laughs> exactly. You know, he's, he's, he's coming down that hill now, uh, even though he did just win the championship. But, you know... Why, why is this video now surfacing now when it, it is did Tom did Tom Brady post that video like who who released that video is my question oh I don't I don't remember that but it, it, I, it's I everywhere it's, funny, it's everywhere no absolutely no I see I, I think it's fun seeing I, that first I give look, him yeah I give him or whoever published that that video props for for putting out a an enjoyable um piece of content for us to to watch 
and discuss because I'm sure it's not just us discussing it. <laughs> well, Blazer Band, I got to give a big shout out to you for joining me on the show once more. Uh, you're, it's always a pleasure to have you here. Uh, big shout out to the Basketball Podcast Network, to DraftKings, and especially you, our listeners, our Twitter followers, and our bucket busters. You keep making it so easy to step up to this mic. And with that, Blazer Ben, see us out, would you? That's a wrap for this episode, Blazer fans. Don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe if you're digging what we're saying. Remember to stay safe out there, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the rest of the Tokyo Olympics, everyone.